Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your Micropolitan Matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized Micropolitan region. Hello, everyone. We're here. Our our second episode back, and it feels really good to get in the rhythm of these podcasts again. I agree. I agree. And it's been so fun to hear some feedback since we took a little hiatus, like over the holidays. Then we had our office opening. I mean, we've had so much going on, but like jumping back into this has been great because um, we've gotten really good feedback from, from listeners who found us and our business through this lens, which is really cool. Amazing. So happy to be here. So Gabby, do you want to talk a moment about our guest this week? Yes. Kristen Sarasi. If you're listening listening to this, maybe you have heard Kristen on her own podcast, the Cat Ladies podcast, which recently went through a rebrand. And we'll let Kristen talk about that a little bit. But we have known, we both known Kristen for a long time now. Kristen and I met through a mutual friend a few years ago, a few years ago when I was looking for some marketing help. And we've kind of just stuck together ever since. And Kristen in her past, you know, the past Cat Ladies podcast talked a lot about dating and brought her listeners on a lot of the dates with her, and <laughs> which was something I really miss and I love. Agreed. Um, <laughs> During the date, she would go to the bathroom and record like how it's going, which is amazing. So we're so excited to have her on the podcast today, dive a little bit more into single life, single events. And now Kristen is our matchmaking coordinator. So she coordinator. So she works with Micropolitan Matchmakers. And if you've come to our events, you've definitely seen her. And if you haven't come and are local to the capital region, come meet her. She's amazing. And as you guys. Oh my God, we're so excited. And, you know, as folks are used to now, we begin every episode with a heart take, but we felt like who better for this week with Kristen as our first guest of this new season to do a heart take other than you, Kristen. And I think you've got some wisdom to drop on us right now. Let me drop it on you. Okay. (laughs) Um, Post Valentine's Day, maybe you're in a little love slump. I don't know. Or maybe your relationship is blossoming wonderfully. But if it's not, then I guess this is for you. So I was talking with my dating coach about this recently, and it made me feel better because I've been a little jaded about dating and just not wanting to like go on dates. And I'm like, but if I don't go, I could miss this person. And then like, that could be my future husband. And he's just like, he's gone forever. And so we talked about the idea of you can't miss what's meant for you. And as soon as my coach said this, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like if someone's truly meant to be in your life, and this doesn't have to just be romantic. I mean, it can be anything. It can be friendship related, I guess, job related, literally anything. You can't miss what is meant for you. So if I'm going to cancel a date today and that was the man of my dreams, then you know what? We're going to meet a different way in the future. And I truly believe that. So say that to yourself a couple of times and... I love that. And I was actually having a similar conversation with one of my clients um, over the weekend and they were almost like overwhelmed about all of the events. Like one of the things that we've been working on since we started together was like having um, developing some of that courage and flexing that muscle to go to things 
by herself and now she's there and she has this like amazing social network and is busy all the time and she's like exhausted and kind of guilting herself into going to things sometimes and I'm like girl whatever decision you make is the right decision for you like you Mm -hmm. go to all of these things like you're bound to run into you know you're if your person is at an event you don't go to I said the pretty much the exact same thing like they'll be there again you're you're traveling in these circles you're building this network you don't have to feel bad about not going to something, even though this episode we're going to dedicate to flexing that muscle and going to things uh, when you are feeling overwhelmed. I think you shouldn't guilt yourself into like not going on a date if you're not feeling it or maybe, you know, not wanting to go on the apps for a bit and trying to meet someone in real life. Like I, I totally agree with that, Kristen. I think you can't miss what's meant for you. I, I love that. I think that's a new micropolitan matchmaker mantra. And like timing is everything, right? So like maybe you're having a bad day and just not feeling up to it. And like the date might not be that great because you're tired or, you know, you had a bad day at work or whatever it may be, but you want to be in the right mindset. So I just think like, you know yourself best and there's a new bus always coming. Don't I always say that to you, Gabby? (laughs) There's always a new bus coming. Get at the bus stop. I love it. Bus stop. And in this instance, our bus stop today is going to be our singles events and singles yes. events in general. Exactly. And there's always a new event. So if you miss one, sign up for the next. Well, and we yep. really wanted to dig into events today. So that was the perfect segue. But, um, you know, hopefully if you are listening and you reside in and around the capital region, you've seen some of our events. Maybe some of you have come to a couple of our events. We're getting ready to launch a bunch of dates for springtime. But even if you're not local to us, I can almost guarantee that there are some singles things going on in your region. Um, you know, one really great place, and, and I even say this, you know, we have our own singles events, but there's a local meetup group that's for singles. Um, there's probably more than one. I, I know of one like really big one, um, but that's a great place to start if you really are sick of the apps and you want to get off of them. Um, but I, I think we wanted to talk today about how to do that successfully and um, what mindset to have when you're going into an event. Um, and especially, Kristen, you were kind of our original wing woman at events, helping us make sure that people kind of meet and get connected. So I'd love to dive in, you know, to ask both of you, like, what do you think is the most important thing to keep in mind? Let's say when it's like your first or second singles event, if you're like really new to this game, what to expect, what to be thinking, like what to prep, what do you think? So I've noticed and I've kind of gotten off the apps almost entirely, which is interesting because that was the main way I was finding dates and I found out even outside of events just the attitude and the vibe that you're giving off and projecting into the world that's going to determine what you get back so if you're going out and you have like a negative attitude or you're just feeling down or you're telling yourself you know there's no way I'm going to find someone here or my person's not going to be out tonight. Or like, how could I meet somebody in this way? Like nobody meets at the bar anymore. If you kind of go into it with that attitude, you're more likely to fail. Right. So I always go out with the mindset of like, it's an open opportunity to meet anybody. Like my husband could be in line behind me at the coffee shop. He could be sitting next to me at the bar. He could be at the table next to me at dinner. You just never know. And it's so crazy how, and I think everyone has had this experience in one way or another, how your life can just change in a second. So I always just think about the possibility of that, of like, I could literally meet my person anywhere. And how exciting is that to like go out into the world and think that, you know, like 
that makes me more excited and not in that negative mindset of, oh, it's so hard to meet somebody. Like, you know, it's it's very easy to get down on yourself when dating. So I really like that, Kristen. And I think to build off on it before I let Gabby chime in, I just totally dove in. But I, I think it's the same thing, not just for going to events, but even for who you're talking to at events to like be <laughs> open minded. And we say this a lot with within our own community that we're building. But even if the person like a person you strike up a conversation with might not be a romantic connection or isn't someone that maybe you find attractive in that way, like being open-minded to conversations with all different people, you never know who that person knows. And we've seen it actually. There's one woman who's come to a couple of our events who has like said something to us afterward, like, Hey, like this person wasn't for me, but I spent all this time with this one guy. And I know this woman who wasn't there, but she'd be great. Like, can you help me connect them? And yes is the short answer. And, you know, that's, you know, this is what we're here to do. But um, if you're at another singles event and it's not one of ours, or you just even meet someone in a coffee shop and strike up a conversation, just be open to that. You, you never know just because it's not a romantic connection. Um, a, that romantic connection could, could blossom if it is someone who's interesting and who you have a great conversation with. But even if it's totally out of your wheelhouse, you just never know who they know. Totally. And I think too, when we're thinking about you coming to your first singles event or your second singles event, one of the things to keep in mind is that everybody there is for a similar reason. People are there mm -hmm. because they're single and they're open to meet new people and they're open to kind of put themselves out there. So I think one going into it with some type of familiarity with how everybody else is feeling, you know, it might be really scary at first, but I guarantee you everybody else is a little bit nervous. Um, and also, I think, too, you know, picking and choosing events with groups that have already fostered an inclusive community. So one of the things I love about Micropolitan Matchmakers events is that people can come knowing that there are going to be people there to break the ice. You're going to be greeted upon arrival if you are feeling awkward or, um, you know, a little bit nervous and you need some time to kind of just soak in the energy before going up to talking to someone, you have people there who can help you through that. And so that's another thing too. If you're going to a singles event, not, not with us, you're not local here, consider going with a friend who can really help you muster up that confidence to put yourself out there to try something new. Um, and again, rem remembering that everybody is there for the same reason. Everyone would love to find love at one of these events or to find some type of connection. So that should really help kind of level out the anxiety there. I also want to make note of the wing people that come to these events. So maybe they're in a relationship, but they're coming just to tag along with somebody else. I've talked to numerous people that have come to our events and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just like the wing woman of so-and-so tonight. And you end up talking to them and you don't know who they know either. So mm -hmm. yeah, they're taken and maybe they don't have anyone in mind for their friend that they think would be a good match. But then they start talking to you and they're like, you know what? I really, I have this friend that I think you would really get along with. And I always make a point to talk to those people too, just because you really never know the connection through people. So it's worth it. Going to the, to the events with an open mind is so important. Um, not going there saying like, I'm only talking to the people that I find attractive or, you know, I could see a future with. I think what's special about the singles events, it's most of the people who are coming already have adopted that culture. Like they've already come with that open mind saying, 
I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to put myself out there. Whether or not I find that connection, it definitely is a growing experience. So I always think of this one person in particular who came to our first event like almost two years ago now. And he was literally hiding behind a tree at the event by himself. <laughs> and it, you could tell like he's very introverted. It was really tough for him to kind of come out of his shell, join in with the group and start talking to people. So as we do, we kind of went over there and introduced ourselves and kind of brought him over to the event. And he's been coming to our events pretty regularly now for the last few years. And to see his self-growth and confidence throughout that time, talking to women, talking to other men that he's never met before, it's been a really rewarding experience as the event curators to see that growth. Yeah. And I think like the other cool piece of the events too, and I know we've said this on the podcast before, but um, to reiterate along this theme of what we're talking about is like, you know, personally, and I know we've talked about this too. I count it almost as much as a success, you know, here, we're all here to find romance and because we're single, but when you see um, people who connect on that friend level, because a lot of the folks that come to our events, um, I hear this over and over, you know, I'm the last single person in my friend group. I'm the only single person that I know at this point, I don't have people to do things with. And I love this story. It was like our very first event. There were a couple guys that came um, separately. And a few weeks later, Gabby and I ran into them and they were at a game together and they had made friends at our event. And I like it, the goosebumps, even thinking about that. I just think it was so, it was so sweet to see it that they, you know, forged a friendship and found other people to, to go out and do things and have fun with. Um, because it can be lonely when you hit a certain point and all of your friends are married and maybe having kids like, and you do start to experience this different phase of life. It's really nice to connect with other single people. And I think those friendships are just as important, if not more sometimes than meeting someone that you might, you know, hit it off with romantically. So as we think about that, like, um, you know, we were talking about first timers. One thing I, I talk to clients about a lot and, you know, the three of us on this podcast, we go to things all the time, but I hear a lot about like, well, what should I wear? Like, how should I be presenting myself? Like, what's that mental preparation? What advice would you give for that piece to someone who is getting ready to maybe go to their first singles event or their first event with a new group? I always think that you need to feel confident and comfortable in what you're wearing. So put aside the thought of like what everyone else is going to be wearing, because at the end of the day, if you're trying to fit a mold of what you think other people are going to be wearing, if you're dressed in something you don't feel comfortable in, you can feel that, you know, like people can tell if you're feeling confident or, you know, whatever. So I always like, I mean, I talk to you guys before every event and I'm like, what are you guys wearing? And you're like, I'm wearing glitter. And then I'm like, well, should I be wearing glitter? But then I'm like, no, because I'm not going to be comfortable. And I know I'm going to feel ridiculous because glitter is not my thing. I am a neutrals girl through and through. So I always am like, okay, love that for them. But like, what's going to make me feel like I'm shining my best light, you know? So you do look really good in glitter though, Kristen, you did turn up last Friday for lunch in a glitter jumpsuit. Not happening again, okay? So I took a picture, so it'll last in my memory for a long time. <laughs> for you to hang up in your house. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I think, too, people can tell when you're being authentic. If you mm -hmm. show up as what you think 
I'll use men as an example, because that's what we all here are attracted to. If I show up thinking like, what would he want to see me wearing? What would my dream person want to see me wearing? Like, I'm going to show up completely inauthentically. I want to show up as me and whoever is attracted to that, so be it. But you are not going to come off as your true self if you are trying to fit that mold that Kristen was talking about. I feel like it's also that idea of like, don't dress up too much on the first date. Like don't give someone a false perception of who you are. Like if you're not the, you know, I guess speaking for the women that are listening, if you're not the type of girl that's like wearing a full face of makeup, getting dressed up, wearing the heels, doing the whole thing, like you don't have to do that to impress someone. Like if they really like you, they're going to like you just for who you are and for your natural self. So I personally always dress down like for first dates, I know we're not talking about dates, but it just goes back to the whole authentic idea. Well, I like the confidence piece too. And it's funny because I think um, I'll often go with something I feel comfortable in, which sometimes is glitter, um, not always, <laughs> or like bright colors. But I, I always like to do something that makes me feel a little bit sexy. Like when you're entering into that environment, like you want to be, and you're looking for love, right? You want to kind of put that energy out into the universe. And that's different for every person. For some people, it might be like, you know, a nice like undergarment. I know we've talked about that before, like really cute stuff under your clothes. For some people, like I know me, I have like a date night perfume that I like to wear when I'm going to go on a date. And it just like kind of puts me in that mindset, makes me feel good about myself. Um, so it doesn't always have to be something completely visual. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think there's something to like getting into a ritual or having something that you do as you get ready to put yourself in that mindset and like wash off potentially your work day or other drama and like get in this mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling sexy. Hopefully both men and women like do let themselves feel that. And I think that really is, um, it can shine through to both what both of you are saying. It kind of comes through with your authenticity and with the energy that you're putting out there in this environment. Totally. And I think to shifting gears a little bit, but that conversation has led me to think about other places you can put yourself rather than just singles events. So there are so many other things going on in the world that a lot of single people show up to, but it's not labeled as a singles event. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, what are some activities or events that either you've participated in or you know people who have participated in who have gone to these events by themselves and maybe have met somebody or who are noticing, you know, a lot of singles are hanging out. I'll say a couple of weeks ago, I went salsa and bachata dancing. I knew you were going to talk about this. I love it. Yeah, And there were so many single people there, just men, women, all by themselves. But what was so comfortable about it is, you know, everybody, it's a dark room, there's music, Everyone is dancing with each other. No one's judging anyone. Everyone is there to have a good time. And I felt like that is a perfect place for somebody who's kind of willing to put themselves out in that way to show up at an event like that by yourself and dance and see what happens. I love that. I think anything to do with music, especially dancing, like that is such a great one. Like concerts and it doesn't have to be like a, a big huge concert I'm you know it doesn't have to be the crazy thing at back, although certainly that's one avenue but especially in our area and I'm sure this goes for for many places wherever you might be listening from in the summertime there's like so many free concerts and I even think about like there's so many venues here that do have kind of smaller 
um, crowds, but like that people do, they come and they dance and like bars and stuff like that. I, I think anything with music and movement could be really great. Um, and I, I just go back to too, like anything that you are interested in either learning more about or that you're really good at. So maybe it's like a darts league or ax throwing is really big. I feel like we talk about ax throwing on almost every episode, but, um, or a cooking class, if that's something you're trying to get into, you know, anything where you are learning and actively engaging in something could be really good. And again, that's one of those things you never know who you're going to meet. And if it's someone that's not single, but you have the shared interest with, like we keep saying over and over again, they might have a network or know people who might be interested in the, the same thing that you are. Listen, I'm in a curling league with a bunch of 50 plus year olds and those women are on a mission to help me find my husband, okay? <laughs> so it can be anywhere, even if it's in unexpected places. Like they're all like, oh, like who do we know that has a son or who do, you know, like they're always looking. So, and if you're a woman looking for a man, not that I want to push boozy events, but like there's a bar locally that does whiskey tastings a lot. And like, and actually matchmaker Maria also talked about, um, has talked about that too, that that was like something that she did, um, when she was single and looking for her husband. Um, but you know, there could be some strategy in it too. If you, you know, don't go to some, don't go to a whiskey tasting. If you hate whiskey, like that is inauthentic and going to be fun for no one. But if that's something that sounds interesting um, or like a beer tasting event. So, uh, you know, think about a little bit, maybe where the person you want to meet might be. And if you could think of a shared interest, that could be a great place to meet someone too. Totally. I love those ideas. That's so fun. Just be into it. Don't, don't go. If you're yeah, don't go to something you're not interested in. Yeah. Don't I take it. I do, like going, going off of that, where, you know, obviously we all kind of have this idea of what our ideal partner, how they're spending their free time, you know, what kind of lifestyle they're living. So kind of write that stuff down. Like what mm. is this person ideally doing during the week? What are they doing on the weekends? And then once you see that there's some overlap in some of the things that you really love to do or could see yourself doing, then pl start planning your social activities based on that. I also think it helps to write down like, what you think you're looking for. I had someone give me this assignment. I guess I'll call it an assignment. But it really makes you think about what do I want? What am I looking for? Like, I don't think I could have answered that question very well a year ago. But then when someone was like, write it down. And I've told, I've talked to you about this, Gabby, because sometimes you say things. I'm like, I'm adding that to my manifestation list of like, just little things you want to see in your partner. And I think that then helps you get to know yourself so you can better know what you're looking for and know what you need from a partner. I think that's important too. And maybe this is a bit off topic from what we're talking about today, but not only what you're looking for, but if you're going to make that list, I talk to my clients a lot about how you want to feel also, like how you want someone to make you feel in the context and in the container of your relationship. Um, you know, I think, and it's, and it's okay to change your mind. I think for some people who maybe have taken a long time off of dating you might think you know what you want and maybe you don't. And, you know, I, I use the example all the time of, you know, I'm so, uh, my, all of my jobs, everything I do is like very out and community oriented. And for the longest time, I thought I needed to be with someone who was more of an introvert who could ground me, who was really quiet. But as it turned out, I felt like I was always dragging people like that around with me to things. And I had to really shift my mind and really rethink what I was looking for after, 
I tried to date that a couple of times and it clearly wasn't working out. And so I think, um, you know, as we're making that list, keep writing it down to bring it to fruition, but also don't be afraid to like examine it a little bit every so often. Um, an experiment. I, I mean, I think dating's an experiment. And going back to our events, use these events as a way to see what you like and don't like. And it's totally okay for you to show up to an event and be like, I really don't like that about this person. Or I talked to this person about this one thing. And I realized that like, that's super important to them and a partner, but I don't think that would be important to me. Like this is all a learning experience and dating is so complex that like use these conversations to your advantage. And I also wanted to circle back to this because I was thinking about it when Gabby was talking earlier of getting yourself ready for an event. I love, there's two things that I like to do before a date or an event. And one is talk to one of my girlfriends or if you're a guy, one of your friends, whatever, that's like a really positive, hype you up type of person. I feel like we all have that friend that just knows us and knows how to get us in a good mood. So I either call one of those people or I actually created a pre-date playlist. And it's just like- feel good, happy music. And like, you can put whatever kind of music you want on there, but just like create a playlist of music that you know is going to get you like in a positive, good spirit and listen to that on your way to either the event, the date, whatever, wherever you're going. I love that. Yeah, Kristen, I'm going to hold you accountable to that because I do remember a few weeks ago, you did say that you wanted to create a playlist for our Metropolitan Matchmakers people. So keep an eye out on social media because I definitely want to hear that. I'm yeah, going to make a poll and have people um, send in songs and stuff that's to right. us. I actually have, I did that with some of my coaching clients. So I have a few to get you started okay, from perfect. that, that I crowdsourced. Coming That'll soon, be guys. Yes. That's so fun. I love that. And I think, you know, so much of what we've already talked about in this episode and throughout our podcast in general has been mindset. The uh, going on a date is like preparing for a basketball game. It's like preparing for an interview, not obviously in, in such a structured way, but you really need to kind of feel your best and like feel hyped up if you were going to go to this event or go to this date and show your best self. So you want to be feeling like your best self before you even get there. I think that's so important. Pre-game. I think, with- yeah, that's huge. Pre-game, pre-game with positivity. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you play a sport and you have like a pre-game pre-game ritual of like, you know, I don't know what people do. I wasn't ever a big sports person, but I feel like people always have these things of like, oh, I have to do this before every game and it's going to like give me good luck and put me like in a good mindset. Like, yeah. You can transfer that over to dating too. If you grew up playing sports and you had a pre-game ritual, like do it for dating. See how it works out. I don't know. We got to experiment and figure it out. Totally. Totally. And I am going to challenge everyone who's listening to this right now, if you have never been to a singles event, to look for singles events over the next month and go push yourself to go to one, whether it's solo, which I think is super dope, or if you have a wing person or another single friend that you can go with and report back to us what you did, how the event was, and what came out of it. I also want to say I was very impressed because at one of our single week events, Um, I met a woman and she showed up to the event alone. And as I was signing her and she said, you know, my friend was about to come with me, but last minute I told her, I actually don't want you to come because I want to branch out. And I know that if you are there with me, I'm not going to talk to people and I'm just going to talk to you. 
And that's obviously very brave and that doesn't have to be, you know, your path for the first event, but that actually was her first event with us. And I thought that was super inspiring that she had the confidence to do that. So I love that. to do that too. feel up to it, you know? Well, and I think is, I feel like this will be the topic, like a topic for a full episode, but I love what we kind of touched on too, with like this idea of an experiment and, I think we need to look at dating from that lens like a little bit more. And I've talked to so many people lately who I think feel this level of like commitment if they choose to go on a date or like talk to someone for a long period of time at an event and they get nervous about it because they feel like all of a sudden they owe this person something. And I like you guys have heard me say this all the time. Like sometimes a date is just a date and or even like a kiss is just a kiss. Like sometimes you just have to do it, even if you're not sure about the person, because this is, that's what dating actually is. Like you don't go on one date and are automatically like beholden to that person or automatically in a relationship. Dating is a process and it is an experiment. And I think going to events is a really great way, like you said, Kristen, to kind of like try people out and figure out what you like and don't like and like, and see things that way. But yeah, don't, don't get so in your head about it. Like you can agree to go on a date with someone that you meet at an event or meet even online. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship with that person. Sometimes a date is just a date. And you challenged me to do that recently, Becky. I don't know if you remember, but I was talking to a guy and I was like, I just don't think this is it. And you were like, well, maybe it's not, but like, why do you have to decide that right now? And I was like, you're right. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm like, for all my overthinkers out there, I do. I'm like, first date, I'm like, could this be my husband? Which probably isn't the best route to take. Why not experiment a little bit and just have fun with it? And I think events are the perfect place to do that. And there's no, like, you're not married to anything. There's way less pressure. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, I feel like that is the perfect place to wind down for this episode. Kristen, thank you so much for being our first guest of this new season of Micropolitan Matchmakers, the podcast. We are dropping, actually now every, we should continue to say, we used to be weekly, we're bi-weekly now, so we're every other week. Um, We'll have some episodes with just Gab and I, um, maybe with a special producer, and we'll have episodes with guests as well. But we are really excited about this new season and we have lots of good stuff coming your way. So keep looking for us every other Thursday in your feed. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at micromatchmakers. And we will see you in two weeks. See you guys. Thanks, everybody.